Welcome to a special podcast about Ottoman history for students by students. Episode 7.1 Mehmed the Conqueror's Enemies. Hello, my name is Emiliano, and today I am going to talk about Stephen the Great of Moldavia. Stephen the Great was a Greek leader and strategist that reigned for 47 years and defended his country from his enemies. His story began when his cousin Vlad the Impaler helped him take the throne of Moldavia and end the bloody civil war that was raging in his country. Just after his coronation, he faced alone a series of events that would bring him fame and glory all around the world. This Moldavian Skanderbag won 46 of his 48 battles and was one of the first to gain a decisive battle against the Ottoman. The most amazing victory he ever had was against Mehmed at the Battle of Vastului. At the battle, Mehmed and uh, had allies and far more soldiers than Stephen, but Stephen wasn't going to quit. He left no food for the Ottomans, did some sneak attacks in the woods, and created a distraction with drums. Those guerrilla war tactics led to the biggest loss of Mehmed's career and the safety of his country for now. At the end of his impressive career, he made a deal with Sultan Bayezid II to give him an annual tribute in exchange for their independence. To resume, Stephen was a great ruler loved by his people that defended his country from Hungary, Wallachia, the Ottomans, and many more. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Hello. My name is Henry, and today I'm here to tell you about another one of the few states who are capable of threatening the Ottomans. Last time, I covered the Timurids and their defeat of the Ottomans. We'll see if this state will have the same luck. We will be learning about the Akanulu. The Akanulu state was founded by Kara Osman when he succeeded in a struggle for the throne of his father's kingdom. However, he only became truly powerful when in 1402 he assisted Timur in an invasion of the Caucasus. For his services, Timur then granted him the major city of Diyarbakir in modern-day southeast Turkey. After this, however, all of his expansion efforts were stunted by the rival Kara Koyunlu Turkomans. It was not until 1467 when their new leader, Uzan Hasan, defeated the Kara Koyunlu that they finally started to expand again. He had a slight dust-up with the Timurid leader, but, aside from that, things are going smoothly. His dominion now stretched from the Persian Gulf all the way to the Ottoman border and contained major cities such as Baghdad and Diyarbakir. Now that it had grown to such a size, this regional power soon began to worry the Ottomans. After a political struggle for control of the Karamanids, 
the Ottomans finally lost their patience and sent an invasion force to capture Kermanid territory. This situation soon turned into an all-out war. Even with their enormous strength, the Ottomans were still quite wary of the Akonulu. It was about the size of Hungary, but the real issue was the Akonulu tactics. Unlike European states, the Akonulu used Turkic tactics almost exactly the same as those which were used by the Ottomans. This gave them a major edge in smooth part of the playing field. Unfortunately for the Akonulu, though, the Ottomans still had one big advantage. Gunpowder. The Akonulu knew practically nothing about artillery, nor did they possess it, while the Ottomans had mastered it decades ago for sieges and battles. This forced the Akonulu into an awkward alliance with the Venetians, in which the Venetians agreed to send aid and gunpowder weaponry in hopes of relieving pressure from their colonies under Ottoman attack. With this done, the Akonulu began to march on the Ottoman-occupied Karamanid territory. While this was happening, though, the Ottomans intercepted the Venetian car- convoy carrying the artillery and dealt a major blow to the Akonulu. When the two armies finally met, Ottoman artillery tore the Akonulu apart and ultimately won the battle. Surprisingly enough, even after their crushing defeat, the Akonulu still survived, although they would never again threaten, threaten the Ottomans. Within 30 years, they would stagnate and collapse. Hello, my name is Rainer from the Battle of Ankara episode. Today we will dive into the rocky relationship between Venice and the Ottoman Empire, what caused it, and how long it lasted. So without further ado, let us begin. During this time, Venice was a city-state, meaning it had a lot more independence than it has today. But not only did it have a lot of freedom, it had a lot of power. Venice at this time, was the most powerful trading point in all of the Mediterranean. But soon, a new power came in. One that matched it in power, but had what Venice lacked, size. This, of course, was the Ottoman Empire. The Ottomans first came into conflict with the Venetians during the Third Venetian-Genoese War from 1350 to 1355, when Sultan Orhan chose to aid Genoa in battle, but not the Venetians. It, but it wasn't until about a century later that the Ottomans got into the first big conflict with the state. So to put that all briefly, the Ottoman Empire has reached the Mediterranean, specifically Anatolia, and has aided Genoa in a short war against Venice. Anyways... Sultan Mehmed the Conqueror is remembered as one of the greatest rulers of the Ottoman Empire, mostly because he of his conquests and military strategies. The fall of Constantinople in 1453 inspired him to continue to strengthen his empire, including an attack on Venice. This attack resulted in a long war from 1463 to 1479, which saw the first of many conflicts between the two. Although the war did nothing but drag on and on and on, both forces were determined to beat each other, even though Venice was mm, beginning to lose. Over time, Venice started a war with a secret society called the Order of the Knights Hospitaller, plus engaged in tension 
with the Mamluks who ruled Egypt. Venice was just not in any good state of battle. So the Ottomans felt that the long-lasting war against the Albanians was more important than capturing more Venetian territory. So you see, Mehmed requested peace to the Venetian government. Now, Venice really wanted to beat this powerhouse empire. So they refused, and the war just dragged on. Finally, the Ottomans invaded Venice's off-sea holdings and began taking over the major Venetian fortresses. Once they captured major Venetian property, like Negroponte, they slaughtered all the townsfolk and replaced them with Ottoman Turks. Venetian land on the coast gave Venice an advantage to help the Albanians with their resistance against the Ottomans. Albania also tried to get Italy and Vatican City on their side, but mm, failed. The Albanian leader, Skanderbag, died of malaria in 1467, ending the team-up. The final years of the Ottoman-Venetian War are remembered for the sieges of Skodra, which were enforced again and again and again by Mehmed, leading some personally. Finally, a negotiation was made. This was known as the Treaty of Constantinople, and it was signed on January 25, 1479. The treaty said that the Ottomans could keep their fortresses, but had to stop killing the Venetians. Plus, Skodra would be official Ottoman territory. This conflict was not over, though, and would last centuries into the future. The final treaty would be signed in 1718. Eventually, the Ottoman Empire did become the biggest trading power in all of the Mediterranean after it conquered Egypt. Now, that was a big part of their relationship. And yeah, that relationship was about one of the worst you could see in history. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you'll learn more about what caused the interesting conflict between the two countries. Thank you.